This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Hey everyone, welcome to the Software and Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And on today's podcast, we are looking at the technology behind aircrafts and UAVs, specifically ducted fans. What is a ducted fan? Well, the name tells all. It's a mechanical fan, typically a propeller, that's mounted within a large cylinder or a duct. The protection from the cylinder prevents thrust loss from the propeller blade tips, meaning it makes vehicles more powerful and more efficient. But like any multivariable piece of gear, small design tweaks can make all the difference. So here to give some perspectives on the importance of blade design in ducted fans is Daniel Schubler, founder of Schubler Technologies. Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on. Thank you. Hi. Great first name, by the way, too, in the presence of good company. <laughs> yeah, true. So other than Schubler Technologies, which began as a company focused on building high-quality electric propulsion systems for aero modeling, you also spent uh, almost 10 years at Microdrones, and in 2009, you helped merge the two companies. Um, and Microdrones is a UAV company, meaning you've had a lot of experience seeing both planes and drones, so both sides of the aviation industry, evolve and change. So I wanted to pick your brain a little bit. Have you seen expectations around the quality of these devices and the technology powering these devices change in the last five to ten years? Um, Yes, there is a a huge run for quality and reliability in the uh, UAV industry. Um, So we we have Two sides. We have the hobby industry, which um, Schubler was started with, and then we have the more serious applications for UAVs, where you um, carry uh, very expensive payloads, where you expect a very reliable uh, UAV for your mission, and um, we bring expertise to make especially propulsion systems reliable for UAVs. And we make them efficient to carry very high payloads for a long time. And have you felt um, expectations from either the rest of the industry or from consumers um, around the quality of these devices and and any sort of changes in specifics with what people are expecting out of their drones or their planes or any other sort of aviation vehicle? Um, Yes, there's a huge strive for um, reliability. Um, so you cannot, you cannot go with the approach to to try to make, um, propulsion systems as cheap as possible and produce them in mass quantities. Um, we don't take any single failure into account. We, our goal is definitely to go to zero failures and, um, to reach this, we have, um, we, we go with, um, various engineering methods like um, proper calculation, simulations, and predictions, and um, huge testing efforts. All right, so our conversation today is specifically on ducted fan technology. So I wanted to ask, um, could you give our audience a little more insight 
on the impact that a ducted fan has on the aerodynamics of today's planes and UAVs. I think we need to just set the stage for why this technology is important. All right, so a ducted fan is a, is a special case of a propulsion system, like you said in the intro. It's kind of a ducted propeller. Um, so I think it's, it's good to talk about the whole bandwidth of propulsion systems because we do them all from a huge propeller down to very small turbo machines which are with high pressure ratios and a ducted fan is somewhere in between. When we talk about a propeller, um, it's uh, very important to take care for proper blade design. Um, the same goes also for a ducted fan. So it's uh, important to get the aerodynamics right. Um, that means with proper aerodynamic design, we get a high amount of thrust with a very little power input, which gen uh, then generates long flying times. And when did ducted fans become a standard for the aviation industry? Um, EDFs are very common in RC hobby applications. Um, it started with the demand uh, to fly RC model airplanes um, with, uh, without using propellers, especially jet model airplanes without using propellers. So in the very early days, people were flying them with uh, ICDFs, and uh, which then changed to EDFs, and so that's electric ducted fans. In um, large-scale aviation, we have this um, uh, this huge run to this uh, air taxi thing, and uh, many many people want to use EDFs as main propulsion systems just because they are cool, and in many cases, it's, it just makes no sense. However, there are uh, several use cases where EDFs make big sense. So we have the um, uh, the motivation for safety. Many people are scared for open propellers. So if we think about a propeller in reduced size and uh, size and ducted, we are already going with a ducted fan. So this is this is uh, definitely a new field of propulsion, and um, we we are working on some special designs um, to to go into this field. And when you're designing a ducted fan, uh, I know blade design is very important. Um, that's the whole reason we're having this conversation. Why does blade design matter, and how does it stack up compared to the importance of other design aspects of the ducted fan? Yeah, you're right. Blade design uh, does matter, as well as uh, sizing and shaping of the inlet and outlet ducts. So the whole system, the whole aerodynamic shape of the propulsion system is, is very important. Um, if we compare it with other technologies where people try to find the last two or three percent of efficiency, um, we can do very, very big errors with an aerodynamic propulsion system and lose quite easily 30 or 40 percent of efficiency. That's huge. And uh, that results in a, in a disappointment in, uh, for the whole project. So we have the ability to get the need from the customer. He tells us um, about his UAV, for example, uh, wing size, 
um, drag coefficient and the desired airspeed. And we can tell him exactly what kind of ducted fan he needs, what size, what blade design, blade count, inlet size um, and outlet size. And we can predict very precisely what performance he can expect and what power he needs, which then goes back to the question, how long can I fly with which payload? So that's an, that's an expertise which we bring. And we can tell it at the beginning of the project um, by the means of analytic calculations as well as uh, CFD simulations. And do the companies or clients that you're often partnering with or selling to, do they understand the importance of blade design and how much it impacts their ability to um, to finish their projects or to you know carry the payloads they expect? Or is that something that you often have to educate uh, the rest of the industry on? Um, many customers come because they started to experiment with commercially available EDFs um, just as a start. And they found that, that they are very limited in what they can reach with this idea. Um, so when, when they really want to fly fast for a long time, they realize that they need a, a custom-made EDF propulsion system or they need an EDF propulsion system which is well matched to their airframe. So yes, they know before that they are running into kind of a problem and uh, they don't have this expertise in-house. So where do you often see blade designers make errors in their manufacturing and how does poor design impact performance of UAVs or uh, any other aviation vehicle? So uh, let me answer this question not only related to ducted fans. It's, it can also be often seen uh, in propellers. Uh, for example, um, a multi-rotor drone which is made to, uh, made to hover or to move uh, slowly and, and carry a high payload, we can uh, very often see um, high RPM propellers with a low diameter, um, which which is well, let's say easy uh, to convert into reality, but it's it's not the right way. Um, so a high torque propeller in with a huge size is way more efficient for this application, especially when the blade design is correct. You you are searching for the right distribution of airfoils over the propeller blade, and you want to reach a tangential inf incoming airflow at every section of the propeller blade. And this gives you highest efficiency. That is uh, important for propellers for hovering. Um, when you go to propeller blade design for faster airframes, which go fast horizontally, um, it is very important to get the right ratio of pitch and RPM. And you also need to try to reduce RPM as much as possible. And many people are messing it up a little bit, trying to find the right blade count, pitch, diameter, etc. So these are things which we can calculate and predict um, very well. And we can give people a much higher efficiency here. Um, on the other side, we also see the electric motor, which has to spin the propeller. And 
it's uh, it it goes a little bit into different directions. So when you found the most efficient propeller, you will see um, that you have a little bit of a problem to find the right electric motor for that propeller. It becomes very big. So we have the expertise in house to match both perfectly and um, find the right balance between weight of weight and size of the motor and efficiency of the propeller. And that brings us to the other end of the scale. It's a fast spinning um, EDF uh, where the same uh, physical rules apply. Also here we need to find the right pitch, um, the right diameter, the right blade count, and then the perfect match to, um, to an uh, electric motor, which is not too huge and too heavy in size. Um, but uh, when designing an EDF, it's also important uh, to know something about intake and outlet design, something which, is, which does not go together with propellers because they don't have an intake and outlet, but in EDFs, this is important as well. And by this way, we can, for example, make sure that an EDF works with an efficiency of 75 to 80% in fast uh, forward flight, while in uh, I've seen applications where it goes down to 50%. And that's a huge difference. Wow. And I mean, those kinds of drastic differences have a very tangible effect on the business that's conducted using um, using these vehicles and these technologies, which I'm sure you've heard from your clients. Uh, yeah, that's correct. You, you often hear the, uh, hear the saying that EDFs or, or ducted fans in general are inefficient. Um, that's, <laughs> that's somehow correct because ducted fans um, generate thrust with a very high exhaust velocity. And when you put such a system on a very slow airframe, it's, it's inefficient. Um, so this match of ducted fan, ducted fan size and airframe has to be done right. On the other hand, um, this bad reputation also comes from, from such a mismatch where people uh, just put commercially um, available components together and then they find themselves in scenarios with 40 or 50% efficiency and then it makes no sense. So would you say that this technology really has to be custom solutions in that there really isn't this one size fits all standard, um, you know, depending on, on what you need to get done with your uh, UAV or with your plane, whatever it might be, um, you're going to need some sort of custom ducted fan uh, to really match not only the vehicle, but um, the payloads you're carrying or the, uh, the solutions that you need to accomplish? It depends on the project. We have a huge range of uh, ducted fans, um, commercial off the shelf, um, available. And in many, many cases, we can match these EDFs perfectly to the desired airframe of, of the customer. So then it's, it's already a success. Um, sometimes a customer comes with really exotic or, or bigger projects, and then we have to, to design something different, of course. Um, when we go back to propellers, we don't offer standard propellers. We offer uh, engineering for propellers. So this uh, would, would always go together with a custom-made solution here. So better performing vehicles mean 
more efficient vehicles too. Now that doesn't always mean greener or energy efficient specifically focused machines, but in this case, the drive to be an energy efficient company has influenced the design of Schubler's technologies and Schubler's blades specifically. Uh, how do you think blade design plays into greener aviation? Um, <laughs> nice question. Yeah, it's uh, let's say green aviation. That's that's quite a new topic, a modern topic. Um, in general, Schubler always made propulsion systems which were driven by electric motors, and as um, battery energy is limited, there was from the first day on when the company was started, there was a demand and the pressure to design efficient components. No matter if it is the propeller or the motor controller or, or the wiring harness, everything has had to be very efficient. Otherwise, many projects made no sense at all. Um, so this was, uh, honestly, this, this was and this still is the main motivation to, to make um, battery electric uh, flying platforms um, good enough to bring them into serious applications. In the end, of course, um, you have green aviation then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think this idea of energy efficient aviation is going to become a standard anytime soon? Or do you think it's still a concept on the edge? Um, I think we will see more energy efficient aviation. I mean, in general, aviation, if you look at a standard airliner, it's, it's nothing inefficient. It's in, uh, those things are incredible machines. They are just driven by, by kerosene. Um, but we can already see how, how this changes. Um, so there is, there's concepts, airplane, concept airplanes around, um, electrically driven. There are real airplanes around, which are already electrically driven. And I think nobody, nobody will stop this anymore. We will see more of this. Um, if you, if you look on the web, you will also see tons of, of concepts of, um, of airframes, highly efficient airframes, which are driven by EDFs. Um, I think for some of them, it makes sense. They are fast enough. So it's the right match between propulsion system and airframe, but maybe others will never be realized or others again, will gen then just be switched to propeller, uh, propulsion. And what other technology are you seeing influence the future of energy-efficient aviation other than just uh, blade design and um, ducted fans? So um, when you look at the propulsion system, um, you have the aerodynamic parts. Um, that's why we talk about blade design. We have propeller blades, we have fan blades, we have stator blades. They have to be efficient. We have, we have heard that there is huge losses if this is done wrong. But um, on the other end, we also have the motor. Um, in the motor itself, we can only find, if we do it really, really well, only maybe two, maybe three percent of more efficiency. But at, on, the motor size, uh, on the motor side, this counts a lot because in the motor, we generate huge amounts of heat and it's very, very hard to cool. Um, imagine 
a propeller blade, a huge propeller blade, working at 70% efficiency. If you put one kilowatts inside, the propeller generates 300 watts of loss. But we don't run into any cooling issue because there's a huge amount of air which cools it. In an electric motor, if you generate 300 watts of losses and the, the motor weighs maybe something like a pound, um, you really run into trouble to cool away all these 300 watts and you end up with a thermal problem or you end up with a problem where your motor is just not robust enough, enough due to the high temperatures. Now to kind of wrap up the conversation focusing on Schubler Technologies specifically, why have you and your company placed an emphasis on energy efficiency in your designs? And why do you think it should matter to companies in the industry to be energy efficient and to have um, a variety of solutions that promote um, a, a greener future for aviation? So, um, as I said in, in one of the other questions, um, Schubler uh, offers solution for um, electric uh, electrically driven platforms and if you are not efficient when doing this um, you well you come up with a toy but not with a platform which which you can use in a serious application for carrying payloads carrying uh, sensors and flying it for a reasonable amount of time to fulfill a mission so here energy energy efficiency really counts so basically, it's not just a socially conscious or, um, I guess, industry-motivated change. It very much is a business-driven decision because it encourages better business and more reliable products for your clients? Yes, definitely. Interesting. That's, that's the case, yeah. So then for the future of this industry, and let's stick with specifically ducted fans and um, the blade design for ducted fans – how do companies that deliver on quality design, like Schubler, further differentiate themselves in this industry as this becomes more of a standard? You know, when, when the technology reaches that plateau standard point, how does Schubler or, you know, a company like Schubler that's putting emphasis on this continue to stand out amongst the competition? So um, we can already see uh, some kind of a plateau. Um, for propellers and EDFs and related blade design. There, you have a, a, a huge variety of propellers and EDFs which you can buy off the shelf for a re reasonable amount of money. Nonetheless, it really counts to design these propulsion systems even better than, than these standard products. Um, as I said, if you use a standard product, match it somehow to your airframe, you will end up with a huge efficiency loss if you do it wrong. Or on the motor size, on the motor side, if you match um, a propeller together with a motor and uh, this, this was not done properly, you end up with an overheating propulsion system and um, with a, with a project, uh, with, a, with a huge problem in your project. And in the end, you cannot fulfill your mission. Um, so this is something which we can predict, which we can calculate. Um, so what we do in our company is um, we calculate propulsion systems analytically on the aerodynamic side, but also on the electric motor side. 
um, we do parameter studies to identify the best geometries for the propulsion system and the motor. And then we um, simulate both um, with uh, CFD and CEM methods um, to, to optimize these systems uh, when they are not even built. And the final part is then testing on the test bench or in wind tunnels or in real life applications. So the final product is the perfect propulsion system on a very high efficiency and robustness level. And this is what the customer uh, for a serious application needs. And those kinds of small design changes and specifics uh, you know, are, are hard to replicate too, which I think is what's going to keep Schubler um, in the forefront of the industry. But also, you know, it's just a learning lesson for other companies out there who do play around in manufacturing um, that, you know, you need to have some kind of proprietary, whether it's it's technology or methodologies or um, or design tactics that help differentiate your product even as the core of that product becomes more standardized because those small changes, the subtle changes, are the ones that make all the difference. That's right. Yeah, that's the same message which I transport to our engineering team. We need to take care for the little details and see the addition or the how do you call it? I'm sorry. Uh, you call it the sum of all details? How would yeah. you call this? So the sum of all details makes a huge difference in the end. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, Daniel Schubler, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Again, Daniel Schubler is the CEO and founder of Schubler Technologies based out of Germany. Daniel, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast and breaking down the technology behind ducted fans, why blade design matters, and why this is impacting the future of a more energy-efficient aviation industry. It was a pleasure getting to chat today. Yeah, pleasure to me too. Thank you for the interview. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com industries. And there you can subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. You can also find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. <laughs>